Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome everyone to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas and I'm here with Alex Eaton and Aaron Lasher of Bread. Bread is a simple and secure way to get started with cryptocurrency. Hello gentlemen, how are you? Doing really good today. Glad to have you here. And so uh, you've been on our podcast before and uh, you've shared a little bit about uh, your wallet and you've got a token coming out. And so uh, for those of us that maybe missed that last session, uh, give us a quick overview of uh, you know what, what Bread is all about. Happy to do so. Uh, Bread is one of the largest and fastest growing uh, cryptocurrency wallets. We started as just a Bitcoin wallet. Um, but last year, we realized that the industry is really moving towards a multi-coin, multi-token uh, situation, and we want to to lead and stay relevant. And so uh, our our wallet is expanding in functionality. As part of that, we uh, launched what's called the Bread Token, which is used directly in the app as the basis of our uh, loyalty and rewards program. And it has a couple uh, key features that make it uh, compelling uh, for for individuals to to hold it. But uh, we are now uh, post-token sale, so we finished that in December, and it's uh, kicked us into a brand new gear. So we're very busy hiring, uh, expanding the team, expanding our, our development and our marketing efforts. And we uh, just finished an all-hands meeting in San Francisco where we uh, laid out the groundwork for our strategy uh, through 2018 and, and the next uh, couple years following. So uh, we're just in high growth phase, uh, Definitely feeling the uh, the scaling uh, scaling pains as we we attempt to meet the demands of the market. But uh, everyone on the team is is really an A class player, uh, if you ask me, in my my unbiased opinion. And uh, every you know it, all systems are go. So we're just uh, we're we're working hard and, and having a lot of fun while doing. It. Couldn't agree more. Excellent. Yeah. And so um, you guys are you guys are moving fast. You've got a, a a lot of people have your wallet. It's had a bunch of downloads. Yeah, yeah, so the, we are just a, a couple days away from actually hitting a million uh, users. So that is a big thing for us over the next couple of days. I mean, that's that's huge. <laughs> we're on track, and it's our goal to get to three million users by the end of 2018. And we're just really impressed with uh, you know how often and, and how much people are are using the wallet. Um, you know, a lot of people have said that we. We've in the past haven't really marketed very much, and and I, I think that's very true. We we hadn't really had to, so now with this big marketing push, it's it's just a lot of fun to to really like Aaron said, like all systems go to to work seven days a week and really you know push this up a notch. It's been just so much fun. 
because it's uh, all for the thing about what do you what do you think is what do you think is driving this momentum right now yeah let, let me um let me let me back up just a second to add something to what alex said uh we're really happy with the the million downloads we think that's a good um a good start but honestly the industry is, is growing very quickly and there's a lot more room uh something that we've always focused on is getting very high quality downloads so this is something where we don't have a ton of visibility into um, other companies or competitors, but I'd be surprised if they match our um, monthly active users, which is really the most important metric uh, when it comes to tracking your, your actual user base. And I can share that our, our MAU, which is a common term that many marketers will be familiar with, uh, is, is really, really high, uh, somewhere between 25 and 30%, uh, depending on when we check it. And the reason is we've always, um, always focused on users for whom the app is appropriately matched. So we're not just doing a spray and pray when it comes to um, getting downloads. We, we really like these active users. And um, we also have some independent data. So I should preface by saying we don't actually track our customers. We don't know their names, their balances, their transaction history, nothing about them. However, we do have some anonymously and voluntarily collected data that suggests that the average balance that a bread holder keeps in their bread is, is something on the order of, of six to 10 times larger than the average balance that a user keeps on an exchange. And we think that that's just a very, very promising metric and shows that people have a lot of trust in the product. So I, I am a, a bread wallet user myself. I'm probably not as active as some of the other guys out there, but I, I did download the wallet and interact with it. And, and it is very user-friendly and it's, it's very simple to navigate and to understand. Would you say that that is, um, you know, one of the the core components that sets you apart from all of the other options out there is the user experience? Absolutely, that that is our key differentiator. We focus on the new user and try to supply a simple and secure onboarding experience. The way that we've typically grown is through other uh, Bitcoin users introducing friends and family, and we understand that flow very well. So many people are learning about the industry. They have someone who's trying to introduce them, but it's, it's very complicated and hard to understand. Bread is one of the tools and the toolkit that um, many people use to, to onboard new people. And everything about the app is designed with that flow uh, in mind. And it's going to get even better. And we're going to maintain that focus throughout the, the life of the company because we understand that that's extremely important and we, we think it'll be key to our success. Okay. Excellent. And so, um, you know, let's let's look ahead to the future. Do you see do you see wallets starting to pay more attention to that new user experience? Do you see that kind of becoming more of the norm? Because it, and the reason I ask that is we're we're coming out of this this period uh, where only the the early adopters and the you know the super nerdy geeks can really even understand this thing. And we're, we're trying to kind of transition to where this is for the masses. So do you see others kind of latching on to this movement of, you know, simplifying the experience? Yeah, in my humble opinion, I'd say uh, definitely go, go it's going to be back and forth. Oh, yeah. So I, in my experience, you know, and so in my humble opinion, I'm, I'm on Telegram 24-7, basically, you know, fielding questions from the community. And it's a mix. It's definitely a mixed bag. And I think going forward, you're going to see a lot of wallets that are going to do absolutely that move forward in that way towards a, a really intuitive, easy to use wallet. And it, you know, you can only really go one of two ways and you either become real easy and intuitive and safe and secure, or you try and become something even more where you have a lot more functions and features, but then you start to confuse your adopters, your users. So it's about finding that nice middle flow 
Um, and I think a lot of wallets will actually probably push away from ease of use and just allow full functionality. And wallets like that will be great for you know people that are very advanced. Um, I always attribute it to like looking at mycelium wallet versus uh, you know bread wallet. Two great wallets. They've done you know great in the past. But two completely different user experiences. One has a tutorial the first time you open it. One does not give you as many options as the other. But that, in some ways, is definitely uh, better for new users. So as we continue to add more functions and features, I think it's always going to be important to make sure that we do it safe and slow and to where we educate our users on the new functions and features. So as long as every wallet continues to do that, I I think they're going to try and push that way. But I do still believe there's going to be wallets that are always trying to be for the more advanced user. So we, we, we chose a side and we were like, let's really try and be an on-ramp for the beginners. Let's ease of use, simplicity. Um, and that's, that's kind of our, I want to say one, that's kind of the core tenets of, of bread, safety, security, intuitiveness, easeability. There's, there's one more key piece, uh, Josh, if, if I may, that we now see outsiders coming into the industry and uh, playing the crypto game. And a great example of that is Robinhood. They've recently gotten a lot of press because they're going to start allowing the trading of cryptocurrencies using their already popular uh, portfolio app. And the uh, the reality is other companies do simplicity better than we do, but only with the custodial model. And what I mean by that is Robinhood not only takes care of everything for you, but they also hold your money. However, with Bread, it's very, very important that everybody holds their own cryptocurrencies in the future. And, and I, I cannot emphasize this enough. Now, like every, every month, it seems, a new exchange gets hacked. In the past, we had Mt. Gox, we've had Bitfinex, we've had uh, uh, Bitstamp. Just last week, we had CoinCheck, almost $700 million worth of cryptocurrency. These honeypots are always going to be hacked time and time again. And so in the future, People, people have to educate themselves and understand that if you're going to use cryptocurrency, you must control the private keys. You must do it yourself. That adds a little bit of complexity, and making that complexity simple is our specialty and where we think we'll excel. Well, that really stands out uh, to me as you know, someone who has gotten into crypto you know, within the last 12 months. Um, it's really easy to leave my crypto on an exchange, and that's why you know, lots of people do it. Um, it's not so easy to keep track of private keys and cold storage and all of these different things, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. Um, so yeah, if if you can, you know, attack that problem, which is a real problem, uh, then you know I think it's going to make a real difference. I always like to uh, use the analogy of, I mean, everybody has. Uh, you know, hopefully everybody has their model of, you know, the non-crypto person. If I can explain this to X person, then I've got it figured out and it makes sense. So for me, I have a 10-year-old daughter and I don't, I, I know this might seem a little bit simplistic, but if I can explain what you do to my 10-year-old daughter to where she totally gets it and can interact with it, then I think you've really finally won this game. And you might think, well, gosh, this is, all this stuff's way too complicated for a 10-year-old to figure out. But I mean, she can she can work my iPhone like a wizard, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and, and 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 you know, Apple's doing okay. Uh, and so, you know, I I wouldn't expect that you're there yet. But at what point do you think that you can reach this level of simplicity that you know I can hand I can get a bread wallet for my mom and other who knew nothing about this space? Well, how far away are we from that? The the, the way you know when you're there is when 
grandma cannot screw it up no matter how hard she tries or what she does. And today that's not the case. The security model with bread is super duper 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 easy. All you have to do is write down 12 words on a piece of paper and put it in your sock drawer and now almost nothing can go wrong. That's it. However, people don't realize how critical this step is and they neglect to do it. And that's the most common cause of someone losing their money if they use bread is they'll, they'll neglect to write down their 12 words, even though the app reminds them, tells them it's import, important, et cetera, and so forth. So there are ways that we can remove that obligation from the individual, and we are actively developing these solutions. It's going to come down to something called key escrow, where it's as simple as hitting a button saying, um, you know, keep me safe, and we will uh, store an encrypted version of that individual's private keys with uh, some very fancy security and rate limiting around it. Um, that's the hard part, that's our job. But once we're at a place where once you know, grandma opens the phone, sets it up, is ready to go, it's just one tap, one tap to be secure and then, and then she's good to go and th then we're there. But I think it's gonna take at least another year. Okay, that makes sense. And I, I, I like the idea that you're just kidding it down to a single push. I'm gonna take care of everything in the back end. Um, so, you know, you, you guys have your fingers on the pulse of the future here, and you think in another year it, it will be grandma simple. Well, what are some of the challenges in your way right now, from where we are now, to to reaching that kind of peak simplicity? Alex, you want to take that one? Yeah. Um, so, my thing on that one is is simply this. Um, you know, it, it's funny you're talking about your your daughter. Um, a friend of mine brought her 12 year old daughter over yesterday. And she knows that I'm the Bitcoin guy, and she she's very very interested. And in, she's uh she's telling me she's doing a, uh, a a school project where she has to bring in some new information. And so she wanted to learn some cryptocurrency from me yesterday. So I downloaded her a bread wallet onto her Apple phone. I actually gave her the the beta as well. So I gave her a little bit of Ethereum, a little bit of bread, and a little bit of Bitcoin. And the whole process, you know, took about 10 minutes. And <laughs> At the end of the day, that kind of stuff where you actually get to interact with, uh, so she's 12, a 12-year-old individual, and listen to them and see like what complications they have when you're educating them, when you're walking them through, and then basically kind of taking an aggregate data of that over the course of, you know, an 8-year-old, a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, multiple ones, grandmas, grandpas, adults, you know, middle-aged men, just everyone and everyone, and see where those real hard points are. Um, so, for instance, yesterday it was, you know, just a couple basic random questions that the average person always, you know, says. So, wait, so am I safe? Am I good to go? You know, there's always that sense of security in their mind where they're like, is it, was it that simple? Am I done? So, really just learning from the individuals, listening to the questions that are proposed from each person that, you know, we get, that gets their hands on bread. And that's why we started the Telegram, too, to, to field those, those questions, those concerns, those comments, and really just start listening and making a, you know, like an understanding of what problems the average person is having, and then being able to take that information, put it into the wallet so that we can actually, you know, save people from those questions <laughs> so they don't have to answer them at it, so that, so that an individual does not have to hold your hand and guide you through the process anymore, that the, the app itself can you know have that intuitiveness already in it to where it's going to be able to answer those questions because we already know those questions are going to come up or make it to where those you don't need to have those questions because it's so intuitive it just does it for you um you know almost like pop up saying you're good to go your 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 bread is safe you know your money's safe so yeah that that's kind of how i feel that we we really start to make a difference it's just listening really putting our ear to the grindstone really listening to every single comment and concern that comes through and taking that information in, 
one of the good, really good things about this company is that it really does do that. It listens to the concerns and we have a daily meeting and we discuss it and we figure out what, you know, how to make it better. So I think that's, that's one of the best ways to, to get that. One of the, uh, sure. one of the reasons that people fall down the, the rabbit hole, as it said, is because there are parts of Bitcoin that are irreducible. And I'm sure that the, the two of you have had this experience where you think you've got your little elevator pitch to make Bitcoin simple and, and you say it and the individual goes, okay, I get it, but how do I know it's limited in supply? And then you say, well, it's capped at 21 million. They say, well, how do you know that it won't get changed? And then the next thing you know, you're answering question after question after question. You're going further and further and further down in abstraction. And eventually, depending on who you're talking to, you're, you're into uh, you know, elliptic curve cryptography and all sorts of you know, crazy nooks and crannies that you never intended to, but you know, that's part of the beauty. And that's part of what, what sucks people in is they're, they're, often there is no simple answer. You know, the best you can do is say it's magic internet money and leave it at that. But the minute people ask any kind of question, like you're, you're often, there's really no turning back. It just depends on the level of curiosity they have and, and their, uh, you know, their credulity and how much, you know, how much they're willing to take at face value. Magic internet money. I think uh, I'm going to make that a quote of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could claim it for myself, but it's it's not my phrase. <laughs> okay. Well, so uh, great. So you know, you've already kind of answered this question, but I always like to ask about you know what do you see as the future of the industry? And you you think within the next year, at least, bread will have the technology uh, to to really simplify this process down to you know let's just go ahead and call it grandma simple. Uh, you know, moving forward, uh, looking yeah. ahead, I know it's I know it's really hard to look ahead. You know, more than you know a few months fast. But where do you see wallets uh, in the in the further future? In a couple of years, in five years, how do wallets yeah. uh, interact, and how do people? Oh boy! Well, here's here's where it gets super cool. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you my personal opinion, uh, which which has been actively discussed among our team. And the really fun part about my job is I get to play a very tactical role, but also we, we sit down on a regular basis and talk, you know, big vision, long-term, long-term future, things like that. And one of the, one of the realities that I, I think the whole industry is stumbling into, and, and very few people have picked up on it yet, but I, I'm, starting to see, I'm starting to see things sort of move in this direction, is this idea that money is a, an oil in the machine right? It's this lubricant that makes the world go round. That's sort of the story that we've been told. But when you, when you look at it from a certain angle, money's a bit of a friction. If you want to buy a car and you have to sell some stocks or bonds to get cash, that's just extra steps, right? You have to sell the cash, sell the bonds, get the cash, buy the car. Um, you're in your wages and money, but then you probably want to invest it or pay off a loan or whatever. It, it, actually, it actually kind of gets in the way. And we might be looking at a future where Money is still important because you need it for um, a unit of account. So pricing things on menus, we're going to need the stable asset that everyone calls money. And I, I think it's probably going to be Bitcoin. But what we're also realizing is that we're using models, very antiquated models when it comes to portfolio management, deciding what we own, what assets we own, what, what currencies we receive and what we spend. And I think that everything could be flattened out in the future. So let's, let's say five years from now, what that means, just to, just to put a fine point on it so you understand what I'm saying. I think in five years, you'll be able to open bread and say, every time I receive payments, I want to get 60% Bitcoin, 30% Ethereum, and 
10% BRD tokens, right? Let's say for argument's sake that that's something that you think is a great thing to own. You set that up, and now you get a universal payment code that you can display to anybody, and when they pay you, you'll get exactly that allocation. At the same time, they can pay you in anything they want. So you no longer have to say, I only receive dollars or euros or yen or Bitcoin. You say, here's my payment code. Pay me, pay me here. I don't care what you spend. And the guy sending money to you could be, could be using Litecoin, could be using um, some kind of synthetic dollar token. It, it, sky's the limit. But the cool thing is once you set up your life like this, you're able to just live it and work and enjoy life and, and completely forget about the whole asset management part. It's all automated. So in the future, bread, bread could be this, this magical gateway to paying for anything with anything and receiving anything for anything. That is a beautiful picture to paint. <laughs> wow. Very artistic. Yeah, well said. Well said. I, 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 don't, I don't know that you could really follow that up with anything. So, I mean, I think we're, 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 we're just going to wrap, man. That was awesome. <laughs> so, hey, let, let me know what you think. I'm looking for feedback. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Uh, so Aaron Lasher and Alex Eaton from Bread, uh, tell us really quickly before we uh, before we go here, where can uh, where can everyone go to download the Bread Wallet and learn more about what you're doing as company? Bread is uh, downloadable on the iOS and App Store. You can check out our website at breadapp.com, or we're also on Twitter at breadapp. Very good, breadapp.com on Twitter at breadapp. Thanks again also, very much uh, for joining us, gentlemen. Okay, go ahead. One more thing. Sorry, just one last thing. I'd also like to say if, uh, if you're still listening, please, please um, coin, come join our Telegram, which is just uh, at Bread Chat, and that's our announcements thread, or at Bread App, and that way you'll get announcements on everything that we do and come, come join the community. We've got 8,000 members in here, and uh, it's just a really good place to uh, get support, learn more about Bread, learn more about the token, or if you just have any questions, concerns, or anything else, that's that's a really good place to come say hi. I run that basically every single day. And uh, anybody wants to know more, please come join us at the Telegram channel. Yeah, sorry for Telegram. forgetting the Telegram channel. Actually, Alex has a, uh, a bit of a fan club. So he's known for responding to all messages using his voice. And um, so feel free to drop in and check it out. He's, he's sort of a, uh, a famous uh, community uh, architect in that respect. And everyone everyone loves him. So check, check him out. Awesome. <laughs> at at bread chat at bread app on telegram yeah yes double check yes bread chat that's the one <laughs> thanks again for joining us we'll see you next time here on the future tech podcast the bitcoin ethereum and blockchain super conference is coming to dallas texas february 16 17 and 18 in 2018 if you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto to hear directly from the top minds in this field to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.